today on Building the Open Metaverse. Uh, I do believe that the connectivity that we have today, both fiber and 5G, are very well suited for metaverse and, and immersive experiences. Obviously, we will need also other kind of technologies. Probably, maybe we'll talk about edge computing and, 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 and things like that. Welcome to Building the Open Metaverse, where technology experts discuss how the community is building the open metaverse together. Hosted by Patrick Cozy from Cesium and Mark Petit from Epic Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show, Building the Open Metaverse, the podcast where technology share their insight on how the community is building the open metaverse together. Hello, my name is Mark Putty from Epic Games, and my co-host, Patrick Kozzi from Cesium, cannot make it today, so he will be with, there only, with us only in spirit. And I, I've been looking forward to this episode uh, talking about telcos. Our guest today is live from Paris. Uh, he's the Chief Technology and Innovation Officer at, at Orange. Please welcome Michael Trabia. Michael, Michael, we say, right? Yes, Michael, uh, in French. So hello, Mark, and hello to everybody. Thanks. Thanks for being with us. So, Michael, you've held a number of senior positions uh, and roles in the French administration linked to technologies, and now you are the CTIO of Orange. So, but please tell us in your own words your path to the metaverse. Well, I like to see myself as a telco guy, uh, exploring how to change people's life for the better, and so, obviously, uh, when uh, thinking about the metaverse, and before that, we were talking about uh, virtual reality, virtual worlds, virtual experiences, augmented reality. Uh, uh, you know, metaverse, uh, I like this definition of uh, uh, it being interconnected virtual experiences. And, and for me, there are two elements. First is the, 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 the virtual experiences. And we definitely see a lot of uh, potential there. And we have, for instance, uh, 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 produced a full experience on uh, Notre Dame to visit, you know, Notre Dame, which is a, one of the greatest uh, uh, cathedral in Paris, very, very known, very well known. And who uh, unfortunately uh, had burnt uh, a few years ago. And we have been able to rebuild everything in virtual reality to revisit it, to revisit the history of uh, Notre Dame, and I think it's a great example of how uh, virtual reality can help us in many areas, not only in gaming, uh, but also in uh, uh, culture, in education, uh, uh, and and that's for me really uh, exciting and and really great experiences that we can provide uh, to our users. Great. So I'm glad you're a telco guy because that's that's a topic that's. Uh uh, very interesting to us because telcos have historically played a huge role in making technology widely available and affordable to everyone and to every home. And we've seen that, you know, throughout the whole Internet 2.0 cycle. So what role do you anticipate the telcos will play uh, in the metaverse? I, I, uh, I always like to look back before looking uh, forward. And, and it's great to see uh, how things have been changing in the past 30 years. When you think a little bit about that, 30 years ago, it was the very beginning of the, the web, the World Wide Web, the Internet. Uh, it was the, the, the launch of GSM on the mobile side. And it's amazing how our lives have been changing thanks to those technologies. And, and I like to see that the telecom as the uh, trusted entry point to the digital world. I think that we are that. Uh, we provide, obviously, the connectivity, which is, which is core. 
uh, to get access to all those great experiences and services that uh, people like you are building all over the world. Uh, and uh, um, I guess that the, the, the telco, obviously beyond being this entry point on the connectivity, they also you know, are the trusted uh, uh, guys for our customers uh, because this is also a world that can be a little bit uh, scaring for some people that are not uh, used to it, that are not necessarily into technology and they need people to accompany them into those new, uh, uh, those new services, those new abilities, opportunities. And this is important for us to play this role, to be there for them, uh, to be there close to them. We have shops uh, uh, around uh, the, the corner uh, in the countries we operate in. Uh, and we distribute not only connectivity, but also devices. So today, mainly smartphones. Tomorrow, uh, more and more, maybe other kind of devices, uh, virtual reality, uh, uh, augmented reality glasses, whatever devices will, will come true. And also distribute services. And uh, for instance, today we do that on TV. We offer a, a TV package to our customers. And maybe tomorrow we will offer... A, metaverse package to our customers. Nice. And it's, it's good to see that we tend to forget, I mean, that, that deep engagement you have, you know, all over the country with stores and, and reaching out to, to every single family. At, at Vivatech, when I, when I was walking around, I was surprised to see a huge orange booth with only with startups. I think, uh, so what kind of support are you providing to your ecosystem? What kind of role do you think you want to play in that, that emerging, uh, emerging market? Uh, yeah, we, we, we actively engage with, uh, with the ecosystem and with startups in particular. We do it in, in three different areas. The first one is about funding. And we have a big uh, fund, which is a big corporate fund, which is uh, Orange uh, Ventures, which uh, uh, has uh, 350 million euros. And by the way, we invested all, we, we are, in, we, we invest also in, uh, you know, other funds, uh, for instance, we are investor in a VR fund, which is a, a, a famous fund on uh, VR and metaverse uh, uh, companies. Uh, so funding is important for us, but we are also very present in the technology. You know, uh, technology is our, uh, is our uh, core value, is our core asset. Uh, and, and we engage with uh, startups in bringing technology to them, especially connectivity. For instance, we have launched uh, uh, already 13 Orange 5G labs, which uh, welcome uh, startups uh, to test and integrate 5G into their own services. And that's a wonderful way to, uh, uh, you know, integrate those, uh, those startups, help them build their own uh, services. And we already have had more than 100 startups that have integrated 5G thanks to us. So technology is the second one. And the third one, uh, not the least, is about business because we believe that uh, uh, what's important for the startups uh, is to do business. You know, funding, uh, uh, there is funding more and more, even if maybe this year is a little bit more challenging to be, uh, to be honest. But I would say that the main focus for many startups, all the startups I'm, I'm speaking with, is about developing their business. And that's what we do with uh, uh, our Orange Fab uh, uh, activity, which is bridging uh, the, the startup with uh, one of our business units 
Uh, we have uh, 250 million uh, customers around the world, so it's a huge opportunity uh, for them to uh, access uh, to uh, users and customers all around the world. That's fantastic. Thank you. So you mentioned 5G, so let's get a little bit more technical. Um, can you summarize for us, you know, I think it's quite obvious, but I think it's good to, to, to speak to it, you know, what 5G and low latency networks will enable for the metaverse? Yes, uh, and so uh, uh, actually before talking about 5G, uh, uh, it's good to mention that fiber and Wi-Fi uh, is the primary access uh, uh, to, to very high broadband and to metaverse experiences. And 5G uh, uh, somehow is like, you know, your fiber access in your pocket. And that's the way we should look at it because thanks to 5G, you will uh, be able to have the, a, very high, uh, uh, a very high bandwidth, uh, uh, similar to fiber. Actually, you can reach several hundreds uh, megabits per second and even in some configuration up to one gig. Uh, uh, which is really uh, uh, more than enough uh, uh, for uh, immersive experiences. But this is also about latency. Uh, thanks to 5G, we will be able to uh, bring back latency, bring down latency uh, uh, down to 10 milliseconds, and it's uh, four times less than what we have with 4G. So this is about uh, uh, instantaneity. Uh, and is, this is real time, and this is also about quality of service, guaranteed quality of service with 5G and with 5G SA standalone, as you mentioned, Mark, we are able to guarantee quality of service for certain service. We are going to slice the network uh, in order to make sure that whatever happens uh, around you, uh, for some services, uh, uh, we are able to uh, uh, keep the level of service all around, all along the, 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 the activity that you need. We've heard you know, some people have been vocal that fast is not going to be enough, you know, probably some use cases like streaming VR. What's your opinion? I mean, do we need 6G? We already heard about CG and networks of networks and all of that promise uh, or other technologies or, you know, can we, can we build it up on 5G? Uh, I do believe that the connectivity that we have today, both fiber and 5G, are, are very well suited for metaverse and, and immersive experiences. Obviously, we will need also other kind of technologies, probably maybe we'll talk about edge computing and, 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 and things like that. But the bandwidth is, 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 is very good, the latency is very good, uh, and the, the quality of service I think is the, the most important. I mean, you don't want to be disturbed uh, during the, your, your, your work, if it's about work, uh, uh, during your, uh, uh, your, your, your experience or gaming, if you are uh, playing and you don't want to be, uh, 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 to, to be killed or whatever. So 5G, uh, we don't need to wait for further technology and further connectivity. Obviously, we will always continue to improve and we will get better technologies with 6G and so on. But already today, the networks are ready for the metaverse. Okay. Uh, just, just curious, uh, you know, from an ecosystem and value chain perspective, uh, you know, when you look at the mobile internet, you know, the telcos have spent big dollars to lay down the infrastructure. 
And it seems that it has benefited mostly some of the bigger tech giants. Uh, so do you see the metaverse as kind of platform transition is an opportunity to kind of rebalance the ecosystem? If you think if it's unbalanced, I assume so. <laughs> uh, it's, it looks like, uh, you know, 5G is a very, very uh, capital intensive deployment. So is there, do you have anything specific in mind to capture a bigger slice of the revenue or, or are you happy with the, with the current uh, state of affairs? Well, it's a great question, Mark. Indeed, uh, uh, we have been invested literally billions of euros in the ground to uh, roll out our networks, fiber, 5G networks, and we will continue to do it. And we invest every year because beyond 5G, you know, you, you need more and more capacity every year. The, the traffic on our networks uh, grows by around 30% every year. So can you imagine that? And you can imagine the level of investment we need to, to make every year. So yes, uh, 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 depending on the countries and the competition can be very high, it's not always easy to uh, uh, have the right return and a fair return on investment on, 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 on those, on those uh, networks. Uh, and we, we definitely uh, 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 would like to have a, a fair uh, uh, share of the value. And we believe that 5G can be an opportunity to monetize the quality of service. Today, we don't do that. With 4G, 3G, uh, uh, it's uh, one-size-fits-all connectivity. With 5G, we will be able to slice this connectivity and maybe uh, 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 you guys or other will say, I want to offer a premium service for some of my customers that are willing to pay for this great experience. And you will ask us, uh, to put those slides for the customers that you 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 will have uh, uh, convinced uh, uh, to subscribe to this kind of premium services. I think we need uh, uh, to demonstrate that the overall business model of internet today and tomorrow uh, will not only be about selling the data of the customer and the users, and that uh, there is value in what we provide, what you provide. And this value uh, should also be uh, uh, monetized. And I, I do believe that more and more subscription-based model uh, will be able to grow. Okay. So what about net neutrality then? You know, what's your take on sharing the burden of network investment more proportionally and, and you know, balancing the ecosystem? Yes, it's it's... All, I mean, it's a topic that I always hear about net neutrality, and I, I, I think it's a great uh, concept, uh, which basically for me, net neutrality should mean uh, uh, not to uh, deteriorate the quality of service for some services or some provider. And, and this is perfectly uh, uh, okay for us, but at the same time, uh, when you uh, bring an, I would say, an improved experience, a guaranteed quality of service, this we should be able to monetize. Else, I would say this is this is really the purpose of 5G, you know, uh, to bring this customized uh, quality of service, service-based, uh, depending on where the, the customer is able to pay. Obviously, when you you mention that, it means that you you 
you will not and we will not discriminate for instance if you ask us for one slice uh, uh, and another and a competitor of yours is asking for the same we will provide the same thing for 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 both of them uh, but still uh, uh, it is important to monetize this uh, this uh, quality of service yeah uh, yeah i think that, ma that makes a lot of sense so so, so let's switch gear a little bit, you know, look at the infrastructure, uh, you know, the promise of a connected, persistent virtual world. So right now as a developer, you know, when you look at the, you know, the stack that's available to, to us, to them, you know, you've got computing the cloud with the big scalers. Now telcos provides edge computing. Uh, we have a mobile tablets or laptop and we start to tether more devices to those like wearables, you know, watches and eventually, eventually glasses. So, I mean, how do we, what's the key to guaranteeing, you know, it's a lot of players that need to talk to each other and, uh, you know, and a, a successful metaverse experience arguably will have to leverage all the stages of that kind of cascade. So uh, what's the way we guarantee performance and how do we distribute the graphics? Because ultimately, the, the big computational load is going to be a lot about the graphics and how we do graphics at the four stages at the same time. So what is your, your perspective on that? Yeah, that, 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 that's a great question. When you look at the past, you know, uh, uh, there has been uh, different ways moving either more centrally, either more locally, where you put the compute uh, uh, that is needed. Uh, and we have gone quite, uh, you know, locally uh, uh, recently with uh, the smartphone capability, compute power, which is, you know, gr imaginable, <laughs> unimaginable a few years ago. That's, that's great how many things that our smartphone can do. I do believe that uh, with the metaverse and the immersive uh, uh, experiences, we will need to put back uh, some of the compute uh, uh, and the, 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 the rendering uh, uh, computation uh, either in the cloud or in the edge. Um, and, and that's also, you know, uh, we are also in a good position to do it because now we have great networks with fiber, with 5G, that allows uh, uh, to uh, 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 transmit uh, the, the, all the data that you need, all the information that you need for, for this great 3D uh, real-time rendering. Uh, this will be also needed because you will need autonomy of the devices uh, uh, because of efficiency uh, uh, concern that we will have and also environmental concern, by the way, that, uh, that exists. So mm, if my two cents would be uh, we will need uh, to build more edge capabilities for the metaverse. So it's the right thing to think that the edge becomes kind of the co-processor of the device, which allows us to have more light, lightweight devices or... Um, exactly. And we will need, by the way, I mean, new, uh, new computers, new chipsets uh, uh, in order to do this very efficiently, very smoothly, because when you think about a massive use of those experiences, we cannot afford, you know, to have to multiply by, by 10, by 50, by 100, the number of data center, the number of, uh, 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 of servers that we will use. We will need to be far more efficient uh, because there will be no metaverse if it is not a sustainable metaverse. And so uh, this is also a great uh, opportunity 
to invest in cutting edge technologies in chipset uh, in 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 cloud edge computing capabilities and i see many companies that are really investing a lot in in those technologies which will uh, uh, probably uh, bring us a completely new perspective and 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 uh, way forward not only in metaverse but uh, maybe also beyond uh, uh, this uh, this use case okay I mean, I always talk about, you know, when we talk about the metaverse, I always imagine a world where, you know, every glass panels in our lives can uh, can become a screen, like, you know, the windows in our houses, the windshields in our cars. So do you think 5G and edge computing is how we stream to those devices so that we, we have relatively, you know, passive clients, but that can still be act as a as participant in the metaverse? Yes, many of them will, will leverage Wi-Fi and fiber. You know, uh, roughly when you look at the, the, the data traffic that we have on fixed network and mobile network, it's 10 times more on fixed network than on mobile networks. And I would see no major uh, reason why this would be different in the metaverse. So most of the traffic will go through fixed network. Uh, but still, it's a huge amount of additional traffic that we will need to uh, to convey. Uh, and our networks are ready for that. Uh, obviously, uh, we we will need more and more capacity uh, uh, as the, I would say, the, 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 the use continue to increase. But we, we are already used to that. As I mentioned, 30% uh, increase every year of data traffic. Uh, so... It means that you know every six years or so, we have ten times more traffic in our networks. Yeah, the math is brutal. Um, so, I was personally disappointed with uh, you know cloud GPUs. Uh, you know when when I released the feature in in Unreal Engine in 2017, even inside of Epic, people called me a lunatic saying the cloud will never work. And I have to admit that it's working, but it's not as, as pervasive as I would have expected. It's a bit slow to take off. So why do you think it's been slow? I mean, is, does, you know, does the telcos entering kind of the cloud computing market at the edge would potentially can change that dynamics? You know, what would it take for cloud streaming of 3D content to become a, a mainstream? Well, I guess uh, it's all about market adoption and business uh, expectation at the end of the day. Uh, where there is value, where there is money, uh, where you have customers ready to pay, to pay you, and then uh, you will pay the the, uh, the telco, the cloud provider, or, or whoever player to uh, to deal with the quality of service, then the business grows. And it's fair to say that uh, um, beyond the, the, the gaming industry today, there is still limited uh, uh, interest uh, and maturity for for edge computing capabilities, for instance, uh, I do believe it will it will come, uh, but uh, this is all about uh, markets uh, first, customer first, and then don't worry, we will be there. The technology is there; is it will continue to improve. Uh, we are working together with hyperscalers also on that topic to bring. Uh, their edge uh, uh, capability and software into our premises, uh, uh, our networks. So there is no uh, intention to block anything there. Uh, but this is 
we, we need to find customers that are ready and willing to invest in this technology. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Is the price of GPU an, uh, an issue around the, the viability of the model? Well, obviously, pricing is, is, is always important, but it's first about having services uh, where people can see and feel the difference and are ready to pay for the, the, the difference of quality of service. And if you have that, and if you manage to uh, uh, build this business, uh, then we can negotiate and discuss about the pricing on GPU and how to make it uh, 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 down with scale and, and things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, the ecosystem has been always uh, able uh, to drive price down with scale, so I'm not worried about that. And so you mentioned the hyperscaler, the cloud computing companies. Are you, are the telcos, you know, because they've started running, you know, a lot of compute at the edge. Are you on a competing trajectory with the cloud providers? Well, uh, I would say today we are not. Uh, uh, we are, and I think we know what our strengths are. Uh, we invest in networks. We are great in connectivity, uh, we bring great customer service, uh, the customer relation is very important for us, uh, we have sh distribution, we have shops, we have customer services, uh, uh, and we know, uh, uh, I would say, what is not our business. We are not going to build the Metaverse uh, platform, we are not going to build uh, uh, the cloud services. Uh, so definitely we want to uh, uh, partner uh, with the different players and I think that digital is all about partnering and because you know it's an end-to-end -end experience. Nobody can, uh, uh, if you take one company alone, I mean there is nothing, no service for the customer. Everyone needs each other. Uh, what is true is that uh, uh, with the technology moving forward you can have people and players that are willing to you know expand uh, in the value chain uh, and this can create uh, uh, sometimes some uh, friction uh, uh, but I'm convinced that uh, what we bring uh, is essential and, and is something that is very different from what the hyperscalers are bringing. We bring connectivity, we bring customer proximity and I do believe that uh, uh, we have a good complementarity uh, as long as we understand and respect each other's roles and added value uh, for the customers. Yeah, and hopefully people win on merit. I'm an optimist. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about open standards a little bit, which is one of our favorite topics here. Uh, so the current version of the internet has been optimized for the delivery of video streams and MPEG-4, you know, has played a huge role there. So how, how much, so what do we need to do to support persistence interactive 3D world? You know, what's, what delivery do we need new standards, new format? How do we go about that? Well, uh, you, you may not know that, but actually Orange is, uh, has, has been quite advanced in research and IP. Uh, in, in the, the image, in the video, uh, in the MPEG uh, story, for instance, and we have great experts, uh, uh, worldwide experts there. Uh, but uh, um, 
I, I, actually, I don't have the answer to your question. Uh, uh, we will. Uh, uh, I think that this is still early time uh, to be able to say what will be uh, the format and standard that will be the winning ones. Today, what we see is different experiences. We have no metaverse today. We have uh, separate uh, uh, and not interoperable virtual experiences. Some of them are really great and, and, and breathtaking uh, in gaming, in, 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 in training, in, um, uh, in sports. Uh, I think sports is also a very good example of, of uh, how, how uh, much value we can bring thanks to those technology. But those, ex those uh, uh, experiences are not yet interoperable, are not yet interoperable. Uh, not yet working one with each other. And, and I think we are still uh, in the phase where we need to experiment, test, and at the end of the day, we will need to standardize. Uh, you mentioned open source. Open source is, is, is critical uh, to, to, to scale uh, because if we want people to adopt massively a technology, it needs to be open source else we, we would simply not be able to, to, to get to these uh, uh, massive interoperable uh, uh, experiences. Yeah, you're right. The question was very vague. Uh, I think there is an underlying topic, which is about web browsers and the rise of 3D on the web and, you know, how right now it's, it seems to be happening, but it, we still live in a relatively fragmented world of browsing. Uh, and how much of that is... On purpose, we don't know, <laughs> if I can volunteer an opinion, because it looks like people favor apps over the open web uh, many, many times over. Uh, so we see the emergence of interesting standards, you know, around like GLTF and, uh, you know, web GPU, web assembly. I mean, th that could that could become a an interesting framework to grow and open, you know, new standards. And you have a point of view on the world of browsing right now and, and how we, we move forward with that? Well, the, the only point of view that I can share is that, uh, you know, standard is the core value of the telco. Uh, uh, clearly for us, when uh, we established uh, um, um, GSM, it was all about getting a standard uh, that is interoperable worldwide. And now we are here with 5G, it's the same technology everybody can uh, use. You can use your smartphone in Asia, in, in the US, where, wherever you are, in Europe, in Africa. It's the same technology, the same standard. It brings a great benefit in the device uh, uh, making because there is such a huge market that you can you can have so so many benefits. Uh, so on the on the on the uh, on the web versus app, I would say that if metaverse is the future of internet then obviously we will need to bring uh, uh, 3D standards uh, uh, and rendering uh, standards uh, into, 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 the, uh, into the, the browsers, into, into the apps, uh, and, and that should be um, more or less the same for everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the telcos have done a fantastic job, and maybe because the regulator told you to do so, on, on interoperability and open standard, I think. Can you explain us very quickly what Open RAN is? I think it's a kind of a very interesting initiative to, to tackle, you know, 
ecosystem level problems and, and bring a common solution that is, that is fair. Indeed, Mark. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the telco, uh, the, the mobile story has started 30 years ago with GSM. And, and at that time, it was still, you know, different technology, different ways of doing uh, quite uh, vertical, legacy, integrated uh, equipment. And we are moving now uh, uh, to much more uh, virtualized, cloudified, software-based network. And this is a huge transformation for us that will bring speed, agility, uh, uh, and, and improve the, 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 the quality of service for our customers. Basically, I would say that this is a little bit like moving towards the uh, agile IT world and putting this agile IT way of doing in the telco. And we, are, we have started to do this in our core network, our, our big platforms where all the intelligence of the network is. And we are going to push that towards the, the RAN, the access uh, uh, network, the radio access network, uh, uh, to have a full capa capability end-to-end -end in our network. Uh, and, and this agility uh, is, is, is key and we will need to, to, to uh, cloudify our network, uh, automate, we will do a lot of automation uh, in order to make sure that the network adapts uh, itself to the reality of the traffic uh, in real time. And I think you guys are using a lot of AI for that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of AI. And, and basically today, you know, we have people in, in uh, behind their screens supervising the network uh, and uh, uh, taking actions based on alarms that they receive. Uh, for instance, if you have one site down or what one uh, link that is down, uh, tomorrow those people, they will not be there anymore and they will be replaced by algorithms and we will have people uh, uh, that will program the algorithms and that will program AI to, to uh, uh, manage the network in real time. Yeah, that's fantastic. A little bit scary, but fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, the industry, I mean, I, I'm, Patrick and I are personally very close to an initiative called the Metaverse Standard Forum, which, is, which we launched uh, a few weeks ago. Already have 800 companies in it. No telcos yet. Um, and... Uh, and it's really an attempt to, to create a, a space for people to talk and the various SDOs, you know, standard defining organization, you know, we will have one, you know, if we win, if we have one metaverse, you know, another constellation of metaverse, you know, one interconnected, interoperable metaverse, I think utility, utility and value, you know, is, is going to build on this interoperability. So, so as we are coming together to try to, you know, to talk, what would be your word of wisdom as you, you know, you in the telco industry have, have are used to those big uh, conversations where everybody has got to check their ego and their, you know, business interest at the door to, 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 for the common good. So what's, how do we, what's your advice? I, I would say, uh, make it a business first before trying to get the biggest share of it. Yeah, because you know, uh, uh, clearly, if the most important is to create the market, grow the market, and then uh, uh, if you have no market and you have a, a strong share of uh, an 
uh, of an inexisting market, then you have nothing. So it's definitely key to uh, put this at the forefront. And you know, we as Telco, we we know this and we know how to do that. Uh, we have been uh, talking together for years. We have been we know that we can compete uh, 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 in some areas, but when talking about technology, when talking about standards, uh, we all uh, uh, work for the same interest uh, uh, with only one thing in mind. It's not about, it's not about uh, you know, business, it's technical people willing to make it work. Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I, mean, I, used to, I use the term utility because I don't want to use the term value creation <laughs> because it's, it's a very tainted term, but I, I do believe that's that's what we need to be doing now, you know, as cre create the foundation of interoperable content so that we enable new businesses, new, uh, you know, and then it's, it's early to standardize something that does not exist, but I do believe the, you know, aligning the industry and having a shared foundation is, is, is critical. So. And show great content. I mean, uh, you have great gaming experiences, but you, I think you need to show also content that are appealing uh, to not only to the gamers, I would say, uh, also demonstrate that you can bring value to the society. You can improve the education of uh, of kids. You can improve the training of uh, the companies. Uh, you can improve the security of with remote working and so on. I think this is really important to build a social metaverse that brings uh, positive impact to, to the society. I agree. So let's talk about data and trust for a minute, because uh, if you want to create a positive impact to society, I think this is the first thing that springs to mind. So what is your role and opportunity in, in safety and data privacy as a telco? Well, uh, you, you, you know, we, uh, we like to see ourselves uh, um, as trusted partner, uh, meaning that we don't sell our, our data, uh, our customers' data. Uh, and we uh, rather sell a service to our customers. Our customers are not, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, 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 are not the ones who, who, who sell, who, who want to push their advertisement. Our customers are the users. And uh, um, privacy, security, trust is for me probably the biggest risk uh, in the digital nowadays. If we are not overall uh, able to manage that and, and, and make sure that uh, our users trust the services we bring them, uh, I think we will, uh, we will have a catastrophe. In the beginning, when, when the internet started, I mean, people didn't care that much about those topics and they were not very well aware of all this. Uh, what I see is that they are more and more concerned uh, about privacy, about their data. Uh, and this is an opportunity for us with, with the metaverse, with new business model, with new experiences uh, to build it differently uh, and to make sure that uh, at least there are services uh, that are uh, protecting the data of the customer with different business models that we need 
to put forward and and uh, we are ready to support and and to push and distribute those kind of services which leads to another question uh maybe it's a big topic to to ask at the end of a conversation but you know, the, the blockchain technologies that try is all about like supporting a trustless environment, a place where you don't need to trust anybody because it's all based on crypto, crypto technology. So uh, is, is the crypto an opportunity for the telcos? I mean, is this something that you guys look at, you know, this is our future or is this something that, uh, so what's your, what's your how, how does a company like Orange look at, at, at crypto technologies? Yeah. Uh, it's obviously a topic we look at and, and you know, we, we also discuss a lot with other telcos. We have regular meetings with the, the biggest European telco, for instance. And I can tell you, we have monthly meeting and this is the topic that come every, every meeting. I'm sure. So we definitely <laughs> look at this. Uh, now I would say that, um, for me, blockchain should not be an objective per se. But we should make sure that uh, we leverage the technology where it is useful and where it is meaningful. And sometimes I have the, the, the feeling that, you know, we people try to put blockchain everywhere because it is blockchain. And I think this is not right. Uh, we need to define where it is relevant. Uh, uh, and it's not true that we, we will need blockchain everywhere. Uh, to distribute everything. Uh, and I think this is not serving uh, the technology uh, to, uh, to think like that. I agree. Have you found a good logical uh, place where blockchain allows to build killer apps? Well, uh, uh, as you know, uh, blockchain is, I would say, everywhere in the tech environment and speeches, not that much in, in, the, in the real business. I mean, if you look beyond cryptocurrencies, you have not that much blockchain actually running. Uh, our perspective is that for smart contracts, uh, it can be it can be interesting. Uh, but then once again, you need to make sure that you need this kind of decentralized uh, uh, zero trust uh, technology. It's not always the case. Some, sometimes a centralized approach is, is very well suited, is already working and is doing a great job and you don't need blockchain. Uh, uh, so you need to, uh, uh, you, you need to, to, to really think uh, benefits first uh, and then also uh, to make sure that the blockchain uh, evolves towards more sustainable uh, uh, technology, the proof of work is is I think really concerning because of its uh, difficulty to scale. Uh, I think we definitely I know there are a lot of uh, work uh, uh, to move uh, uh, towards a better and, 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 and proof of stakes or other uh, type of blockchain. I think this is absolutely vital for the technology uh, to continue and to scale in the future. Well, thank you very much, uh, Michael. We've covered a lot of topics. So is there any topic we should have covered and we have not today? Uh, plenty, but uh, I guess that's, uh, that's uh, already a, a great uh, summary uh, for me. Uh, uh, it's really about bringing value uh, and, and bringing value to the customer, uh, answering uh, our main concerns as a society, 
And I think that we need to have this in our mind if we want to, to make successful services tomorrow. Yeah. And final question, uh, is there an individual, an organization or an institution that you would like to give a shout-out to today? To give a, sorry? A shout-out, a mention. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, um, tough question. Uh, I would say that uh, um, I would say that uh, for me this is um, mainly about uh, standardization. I think the standardization is is definitely key. Uh, so it's it would be rather a global uh, uh, call out. Uh, to you guys to agree on on uh, on the standards that that, that will be needed. Uh, uh, so that's that's what I can say. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, no, we're we're uh, we're trying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, it's. I think we're. Uh, you know, the good thing about at least the CG part of the industry, we are just like the telco part. We are used to work together. We've built trust. You know, we've been going to the same cigarette for the past 50 years and all worked, you know, with each other in some form of capacity. So I think, I think the CG industry has a strong ability to work together. And that's what makes me very hopeful that we can agree on, on that foundation that we can all build upon, you know, create valuable experiences. So. So, Michael Trevia, thank you so much. Uh, you're the CTO of Orange, CTIO of Orange. Uh, thanks you for making time for us today and give you a, a perspective that we don't hear very often. So I was very, th thanks again uh, for being with us today. Thank you, Mark, and keep up uh, changing the life for the better. Yeah, we'll try. And thanks to our audiences. Uh, more and more people uh, listen to the podcast, give us feedback. So hit us on social, either me, Mark Petit, or Patrick Cozzi. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mikael, again.